Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't ever book an interview time with them with a human that has eyes and can look anywhere else and be distracted. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Who are we shouting out this week Em? This week, a big fat shout out to Melissa. She says, hello from Canada. I just wanted to thank you guys for all the advice and laughs. I've been listening for about a week to prep for a big interview for my dream job. This is the best part. I listened to the I am the shit episode on my way to the interview today to get me pumped up. Alternative title. (laughs) We should change it to that. Yeah, honestly. She's referencing our listen to this right before you go in episode where we hype you up. But yeah, petition to change it to the I am the shit episode because I do believe (laughs) I make that a mantra and I make you say that with me. So it may as well be. She says, I felt confident and left the interview all jazzed up. They contacted me within a few hours with a job offer. So thank you so much. That is just music to my ears. And also just the way she describes what we do. Advice. And laughs. Perfect. That's what we're all about. That's what we're here for. If you want results like that, you should check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. Was that my radio voice? Did that sound like an ad? It did. It did. That's what I'm going for. And if you want to know what they involve, what they're like, who's found success before, some reviews and stuff like that, you can find out all about that on that page. And if you liked one of our episodes, you used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specific to your situation or something that you think we should cover, send us a DM. Because we'll more than likely cover it the next week if you request it. We love ideas. We want to help the people. Exactly. So... This week, we're going to be talking about what not to do when scheduling and rescheduling a job interview. This happens sometimes. We're talking about all sorts of tips and tricks when you're scheduling your interview for the first time and then what happens if you actually need to reschedule and change it. You can't make it anymore. You need to cancel, that kind of stuff. One thing I've noticed already about this episode is that you say schedule and I say schedule. (laughs) Scheduling. (laughs) That's a weird way to say it. Well, you know what? Schedule. We're covering schedule. <laughs> I don't know what the correct way is. Scheduling. Schedule. That sounds very Australian. 
It's like schnitzel or schnitzel. (laughs) Nobody says schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) It's a snitty. (laughs) I think that schedule, let me check my schedule, is very Australian. At least that's my opinion. Well, schedule just sounds like you're not saying anything. It's just a one long vowel. Is it reschedule? Is that what you say? Yes. Schedule. Reschedule. Reschedule. I'm going to need to reschedule. Mm. Okay. Well, let's stick to our own pronunciations. Let, yeah, yeah. Hopefully everyone out there is represented. Yeah. Run your own race and we're catering for both pronunciations. Also, we have to do a poll now on Instagram. Schedule or schedule? No one says schedule. Oh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> that can be the hill you die on. All right. When scheduling, as Sarah would say... <laughs> Firstly, find out if it's in person or online. Obvious one here. But it's going to help you work out when you're free. And also if it's in person, you then have to work out travel time, if you need to take time off work. And how you're going to park and like all that stuff is going to affect when you're available. If it's just online, you could just be working from home for the day and just squeeze it in between meetings. Whereas if it's in person, you might actually have to take time off, do it after work, something like that. Yeah, and you should definitely make yourself available. Treat it like a medical appointment, like you're going. And I know that sounds really obvious, Em. Does that sound obvious? It does. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not obvious. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you care about the jobs you're going for and you will make yourself available. But this happens so often with people who just... Look, as a recruiter, as a hiring manager, people are so willing to like come in early, stay late, be flexible, squeeze in time to work around you because particularly if you still have a job, we understand, right? But there's people that go, oh, well, I could do before seven in the morning or after six at night. And you're like, well, I can't work with that. Like an interview starting at 6 p.m. that finishes at seven. That's so difficult. Like I can get you a 4.30 or a 5 o'clock or a 5.30 even. Do you know what I mean? Like work with me here. We need some flexibility. Exactly. This just reminded me on a side note, I'm house hunting at the moment for rentals and all of them are at 3.30 in the afternoon. What a stupid time. Like, sorry, that's (laughs) even if you're going off nine to five, right, for the average person. That sucks. It's not in the lunch break. It's not before or after work. And I emailed them being like, can I please arrange a weekend inspection? I dropped that I'm on air on radio, hoping it would give me some more credibility that I have an esteemed job. And I was like, can I organize a weekend inspection or even a morning inspection? And they wrote back, sorry, we don't do weekend inspections. So you're telling me the average house seeker has to just make themselves available. That's ridiculous. And I would suggest that you think about this the same way for interviews. I actually had to give someone this feedback. This isn't the reason that they didn't get the job, but it was something that fed into a bit of a pattern of it just being very, very hard to bring them in and then they didn't interview very well. There's all these other reasons. But it's one of the bits of feedback that I said, hey, just for next time as well, it took us like two weeks to find a time that you could do and we ended up having to do it on Zoom because you couldn't come in in person. If you are in a job that you do actually want to leave but the demands are really demanding, like you're working really hard and they need you and whatever, you're going to resign if you get this job, right? Like you're going to leave that job. So make sure you prioritize you more than you're prioritizing that job. I've taken a sick day before for an interview. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Because it's putting you first. Tell them you have an appointment. You can go and get a medical certificate if you need to. Just, you know, do what you've got to do. Prioritize yourself to make this happen. Good advice. 
and suggest some times instead of making them go, can you do nine o'clock? No. How about 10 o'clock? No. Pipe up and say, look, afternoons work best. How about 2.30? Oh, look, Wednesday's really good for me because I work from home, so it's easy for me to duck out. Or what about the mornings? That's normally better for me. Or what about afternoons? I can normally do something like that. Like have that conversation if it's over the phone or even in email, suggest some times that might work, particularly if you can't make the first one that they suggested. The other big thing that I think comes up with a lot of people that I do coaching sessions with and things like that, and I think people do this when I call them and offer them a couple of times. I've just picked some stuff again, because I don't be like, when are you available? I suggest some times to make the whole process a little bit easier, but don't just say yes to one and stress yourself out because it's tomorrow. And like, you know, you don't have enough time to prep and you've got something on tonight and you're going to have to rush there. You haven't had prep time or whatever. Booking an interview for not the next day, but the day after, or even the day after that, two to three days is fine. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, look, you know, I'm a bit busy that day. Can we do the following day by any chance? Make sure you give yourself enough time, particularly if you want to do lots of prep. And don't overthink the time or day of week. Oh, What is this about? I looked this up and was like scheduling an interview because I like to look at what else is out there so that I've got the context of like what you guys might be reading if you're looking for this stuff. (laughs) And get this, they say, don't book a meeting first in the morning because your interviewer might be distracted and they might be still waking up for the day. Ridiculous. Don't book a meeting last thing of the day because they might be tired and just thinking about their kids and trying to get home. Don't book a meeting before lunch because they might be really hungry and distracted. Don't book a meeting after lunch because they might be late for your interview because they've just been at lunch. Don't ever book an interview time with them with a human that has (laughs) eyes and can look anywhere else and be distracted. (laughs) The thing is... I get the vibe of what they're trying to say. The mood of your interviewer and whether they're distracted or not could potentially affect how like nice they are in the interview and how open to kind of getting an answer out of you, how patient, how much time they have, all these things. It can affect that. Of course it can. The thing is, you have no idea about any of that stuff. You can't control that stuff. Someone could be a morning person and they could be really chirpy in the morning. I think the thing with this is the fact that your interviewer is distracted or really busy or running late or really wants to get home, sure, that might affect the way that they act in your interview. But how are you ever going to know whether they're a morning person or an evening person or whether they have a lunch meeting booked? Like you have no control over any of this. And making generalizations is only going to stress you out. It's not actually going to help anything. And maybe we'll do an episode in the future of like how to overcome when your interviewer is not that good to make sure that you still get stuff across, even if they're not asking very good questions or whatever. But just don't overthink what day or time of the week. I heard something say Thursdays are the best day of the week. Like, how can you possibly say that? Where's that research been conducted? How? (laughs) That is not empirically proven. I feel like we really hesitate to give universal like, yes, no, don't do this, do this kind of things. And I think if you see that out there, you have to do this. You should be suspicious of that. How are they so confident? Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> no, do, do be, be suspicious. suspicious. <laughs> do be suspicious. Do be suspicious. All right. So hopefully if you've scheduled it well, you won't have to reschedule. That's obviously the more preferable thing to happen, but life gets in the way. And last but not least, if you're like me and have weird hours and can't get to the house inspection, You might need to be creative. In my case, I'm sending my dad, which you can't send your dad to a job interview. (laughs) 
Oh my God, can you imagine? That would be so funny. (laughs) He'd be like, Emma's great. But yeah, get creative. Like, could you come in early? Could you come in like at the end of someone's workday? Could you do it over lunch? Can you duck out for that? Can you do a video interview in your car? I've actually done this with quite a few people. Look, it's not ideal. It's not perfect, but at least you can get the interview in. Take a sick day from work. You know, that's the other thing up your sleeve. So obviously... We hope that you don't have to reschedule. That's the most optimum thing, but shit happens. Life doesn't always go to plan and it's okay if you have to reschedule. Yes. And I think I want people to know this because it can feel like, oh, it's illegal to reschedule. You know, you can't like. Yeah. Or you're ruining your chances of the job by doing it. Yes. That's just not the case. Again, I saw some horrible advice online of like, it can definitely damage your perception. Like that's just ridiculous. Absolutely not. If you're like, oh, I now can't come in for the next three weeks. Well, yeah, like that may actually damage your chances because they want someone started before then. So that kind of stuff will be tricky. If you need to schedule it for like two days time or the next day or like even a little bit later that day, it's just not going to be a deal breaker. And it's all about how you handle it too. So obviously if it's five minutes before and you're calling up, hey, I just want to reschedule, I can't make it. No, 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 no. But if you do it properly, what would you say is the time frame where it's starting to get a bit not ideal? Would you say if you're doing it like five hours before that's too risky still or is that acceptable? Ideally not the same day if you can, but it depends on the reason. Like if you're like, my cat just been run over, my kid's got a vomiting bug, i got to pick him up from daycare, whatever. Literally something's just changed. Yeah. I think the minimum amount of notice is like an hour. <laughs> Like after that, like if it's 20 minutes to your interview, it's kind of like, well, you should have been in the car now. You know what I mean? Obviously different if there's been an actual emergency and you've just had to miss it and then call them later, whatever. Like it's just a job interview. It's not the end of the world. If you've got life or death, family situations, you've got other important things to do. Look after that ahead of the interview. Yeah. Like just don't worry about the interview. And again, that still won't be a deal breaker as long as your reason is enough. They'll expect that you like sent a text or called them or it was just like, hey, something's come up. I'll call you tomorrow. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Um, but yeah, try and do it as soon as you find out. The earlier, the better. So, because they can do something else with their schedule. Maybe they've planned their whole day around being in the office for you. And so before you do this, sort of assess why you're doing it. If it, Is it a valid reason or are you doing it just to buy time because there might be another offer at play? If so, go to our episode on the boss move of how to handle two job offers. Yeah, and I think if you already know that you absolutely don't want this job, you shouldn't be really going anyway. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for people like doing what's right for them and interviewing for something that they don't love just because they're covering their bases. They need a job and they're interviewing for other things. They hope they get the other thing. Great, do that. But like if you're thinking, oh, I'll just reschedule it for a few days time and then hopefully by then I'll have an offer and then I can cancel. Just cancel in the first place. 
I don't love that. Or just go and just do the interview and see what it's like. And you're in a better position than anyway, if you need a backup plan. I just don't love that. And then you're making something up. Oh, I've had a family emergency. Whenever anyone says family emergency, I know this is like so cynical of me, but like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. That's fake. There's no such thing as a family emergency. If something that genuinely is a family emergency, you're more likely to say what it is. I know. I know. That's exactly the reason. Say if your dad had a heart attack, you'd be like, my dad's just had a heart attack. It's crazy. Or like, I just remembered something. (gasps) An old person that we hired at our work once from the start, red flags, like wasn't showing up, was changing shifts, was like lying to different managers. Like it was all crazy. One person would call her and say, you need to call me now. And then she'd call the other manager and anyway, intricate system and then say I couldn't get on or I didn't get the call. It was a whole thing. And the final thing that was just so crazy was she ended up texting and saying, hey, sorry, I know I've got all your missed calls. I can't answer and call back because there's been a family emergency with the authorities um, (laughs) and I won't be able to call you back for three days. It was so, she was reaching. Was she in jail? (laughs) That's what we all said. We were all joking, being like, it sounds like your family's been done for fraud. Like, what do you mean? But then she wouldn't have had her phone if she was in jail. (laughs) (laughs) No, it made it sound like her parents were being done for fraud or something like with the police or like it was ridiculous and then also I won't be able to call for the next three days that was so specified it was a whole thing so I kind of agree (sighs) I'm just suspicious of family emergency and look maybe that's unfair and maybe you don't want to tell them and you shouldn't have to tell them what it is just the closer you've got to the day that you're rescheduling and if it is a genuine actual thing that you need to reschedule for the closer you're doing it to the time the more detail I think you need to give kind of to kind of explain why it's the same day that you're cancelling and if you're trying to delay it to buy time for another offer and you're coming up with a lie oh I just think all the normal lies are just going to be seen through I can't get on the zoom interview because I have a cold you're like yeah Uh, I don't know. And I've seen too many people. Uh, Sarah, I can't start on Monday because we've had a family emergency. So can I start next week? It just sounds like you're on a holiday. Just say that. Well, and then what happens? No show on their first day. I've got another job. Delaying because you have something else. So you don't want them to think that. And we've got some tips as to how you're going to address this. Tell them what the reason is, but also make sure that they don't think that as well. So grandma's had a heart attack you genuinely do need to reschedule your interview this is what you're going to do probably want to cancel it you'd be like i don't know whether grandma's going to make it like fuck the job (laughs) okay maybe grandma's not dead maybe your car's broke down and you're waiting for nrma and they said they're going to be two hours away you're not going to make it right grandma's not dead all right so call them and let them know as soon as possible if you have their number get on the phone immediately Like we said, the more notice, the better. If they don't answer or you don't have their phone or something, send an email to the person that you've been directly in contact with. We're going to apologize profusely. I'm so sorry. This is the worst. I blew my two back tires. I hit a stick. I hit a big pothole. 
I tried to call NRMA. They said that they're two hours away. It's just you can hear the cars whizzing past me. Or I've had to pick up my daughter from daycare. She's had a blowout. I've had to pick her up from daycare. She's broken her wrist. We're in emergency. You know, she's fine, but like I'm not coming. So you want to apologize, explain the reason. And then show some enthusiasm, you know, not about my daughter's sick. No, about, you know, but I'm really excited for this interview. I definitely want to reschedule can I call you back in a couple hours and we'll arrange a time to redo this? Yep, absolutely. And you don't have to offer alternative times right then and there because, again, you may not know, like, you've got to get home and plan out what the week looks like or whatever. Can I get back in touch tomorrow to find a time that works for you? The ideal is that you offer some times, but send the email. Let's do a little template. Do you want to read it out in your newsreader voice? I'd love to. Put some fake details in there. Okay. Dear Jared. Thank you for the invite for an opportunity for a landscaper at Lawns R Us. Due to (laughs) my daughter being sick and having to pick her up from childcare, unfortunately, I'll no longer be able to make it to the interview we had scheduled today at 5.30. I'm really sorry to throw out your schedule, but would it be possible to reschedule our meeting? I'm available tomorrow afternoon. I'm still very interested in the role and hoping we can connect soon. Thanks for your understanding, Bob. Jared and Bob. From Lawns or Us. <laughs> that was very polite. I think Bob's going to get another interview. Bob did good. Jared is going to understand. Totally. Now, a quick note on like Jared replying. So, okay, you've called him. He didn't answer. You might send an email and then I would probably like send a text. I don't like leaving voicemails. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, I hate that. I hate Can that. someone kill voicemails, please? They're just so annoying. Do you know what? I have seen a wave lately. I talk to a lot of people every day. I call people all the time. I also hate voicemails and I'm seeing a wave lately. People's voicemail says, don't leave me a message. Text me. Please don't leave me a voicemail. I won't listen to it. I love it. And I get on there and I text them and I'm like, yes. And then they reply straight away. Like, it's a great system. I'm like, I'm glad we have this understanding. Because when it's work, it can feel inappropriate to send a text message. I don't think that's the case anymore. Like, if our phone company providers can text message us and the mail company can text message you, then you can text message them. You know what I mean? It's not sacred anymore. Because I'm often asking people, like, to do an interview or whatever, calling them up, you're putting them on the spot. Sometimes, it's not a good time so you're then organizing another time I just text them and say I want to chat about this give me a call or when do you have time and then they'll go 5 p.m saved all the hassle it's the way forward and they've had a time to think about it and check their schedule I love scheduling interviews via text message I often offer a couple of times I try not to call and be like are you available tomorrow at four o'clock because I'm like I'm putting you on the spot You always follow up with an email confirmation, but like, I just don't want to put you on the spot and for you to be like, yeah, sure. And then you're like, oh, we have that dinner, you know, whatever. Anyway, is Jared going to get back to us? Well, this is the thing. I think he should in an ideal world, but let's say he's in the middle of a landscaping job and he was going to have to rush back to the office. He's whippersnipping. Yeah. Let's say he was going to rush back to the office to do this interview. He's read the email and he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Totally understand. He's like, she's, you know, dealing with a sick kid. Yes, we'll reschedule, but like I'm going to finish this job now. I've got an extra hour. So you may not get a reply because they've seen it and then not replied. There you have it. There is what not to do when scheduling and rescheduling a job interview. Mm, And what to do instead. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and we can help even more people. 
For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.